Oh, it is a it is a pretty good day. It is we are doing good today. It is a Tuesday. I'm recording this and we are doing good. I am I've been on the couch um just working all day. I got up midday, did some yoga on my balcony in the sun, drinking my lemon water and my matcha and I made myself a bomb breakfast. We are just we're doing good, okay? That's all I have to say. We are doing really great. I'm keeping this um intro nice and short. <laughs> We'll see. But I'm planning to because I think tell by the title, we had a super fun guest on today and I'll get into that in a second. But our interview was very long. It was a full hour. And so I just want to make sure that this episode isn't too crazy long. So just I'll hop into my life update super quick. Basically, um, I had a good week. I actually got two new tattoos. So very stoked about that. I think they're like five days old now at this point, but I got a butterfly on my outside of my left arm and then I got a postage stamp on the inside of my left no right arm yeah inside of my right arm and it is an outline of a postage stamp and it has like flowers coming out of it and they're apple blossoms so it's kind of like my little reminder of Michigan it's like um which apple blossoms are Michigan's state flower so yeah it's basically just like my little Michigan tattoo without being like outwardly Michigan-y you know so yeah that's that got some tattoos I went out Friday night for the first time in a while. I mean, like, I went out when I was in D.C. and, like, I've gone out a few times, but first time I've been out in Ludington in a long time, um, and that was very fun. Went out with some friends, got drunk, ended up spending my entire weekend hungover, which was honestly fine. It was kind of my last chill weekend before everything gets crazy this summer, so it was kind of nice to just have a nice chill hungover weekend all by myself, um, and I've been doing more yoga. I actually went to a yoga class on Monday a 9 a.m. class, which I am going to try and do every Monday as long as I'm around because I feel like that's like a good kickoff to the week and it's like a good yoga flow class. So super fun. Um, Actually, she gave us like intention cards at the end, which I really loved. And mine, hold on, let me pull it up. It was, I feel like it was just like exactly what I needed to hear. It was like a little picture of like a growing or like sprouting plant or something and said I give myself the care and attention I need to thrive and I really didn't feel like getting up Monday morning but I was like I know I'm gonna enjoy yoga I know that's really good for me so I'm just gonna go and I did and then that was my intention card set and it just it all felt very full circle and very very good so yeah basically the gist of my life update is that I am just still working on me trying to do all the things that make me happy um I've realized that I am obsessed with having like slow mornings and taking the time to make my big breakfast and make my matcha and get my water and I like sit at my table with my fresh flowers now and it's just like a whole vibe in the morning and I realized like that makes me so happy so I'm going to continue to prioritize those things and set those boundaries in the places where like I know that this makes me happy and I know that it truly helps me every single day so I'm going to continue to implement that and like make that a very big priority in my life um at therapy today I feel like um last week I did the same thing I think I recorded after I had therapy or something I don't know but or two weeks ago whatever it was I recorded after I had therapy before and I feel like it's like the perfect time to record because I'm in like the best mindset just had therapy just got to talk about all my feelings I feel like I kind of reset for the week so maybe I'll make this my little tradition to um record every time after I have therapy because then I'll just like be in my best state of mind and doing my best so Oh, don't mind. I was trying to get ready and, oh my god, I was trying to be ready and pull up the things that you guys are grateful for this week, but then my phone started playing random things. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. 
Um, I guess we'll jump into... I, I literally am trying to keep this intro very short, and we're already at, like, four minutes. So, okay. Um, that's all I have for me. Let's talk about things that we're grateful for. I actually haven't even thought these through yet. I kind of forgot, but... Somebody said that they're grateful for bagels and just food in general, so I love that because I do love me a good bagel. I currently have some um, dairy-free cream cheese in my freezer, and I think next week I'm going to... Well, no, I'm going to be gone. No. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get bagels next week and pull that out and start eating some bagels. It's hard because, like, when I have dairy-free cream cheese, I don't want it to go to waste, so I have to, like, make sure I have bagels and, like, I'm prepared to eat it for the week because otherwise, it, like, goes bad so fast and it's so expensive. So, okay, love that. Also love bagels. Um, let's see. People are, somebody said that they are grateful for their dog. Love that. Cannot wait to get myself my own little pup. Hopefully when I get to Virginia and after I get settled and everything. Um, let's see what else. Somebody said friends again. Which, yes, literally love my friends. They are my backbone half the time. Backbone? No. They just hold me together, okay? Love my friends. And family, as always. Oh, somebody said they're grateful for a rainbow. They saw a rainbow recently, so love that. So yeah, so those are the things that you guys are grateful for. As always, you can um, submit what you're grateful for, and I will read them on here. But let's see, what am I grateful for? This week, I'm grateful for matcha because I'm back on my matcha grind. I've been making matcha, and it's just so damn good. And like, I'm very grateful. Very, very grateful for matcha. I'm grateful for my tattoo artist, Sierra. Okay, Sierra Rose Tattoos. She's at Phoenix Rising in Lettington. So if you need a tattoo, come get her up because she's now done all four of the tattoos that are on my arms. So I'm obsessed with her and I'm going to make another appointment with her probably this fall before I move. So very grateful for Sierra, my tattoo artist. And third thing, let's see. I don't remember if I said this one last week, but... I am so grateful for fresh flowers, okay? Everybody keeps talking about how you need to get fresh flowers and have fresh flowers, and when you get them every week, it makes your week, and it makes it so much better. I'm like, yeah, 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 but I don't really want to spend, like, $10 on flowers, and that's, like, the cheapest you can get here because we don't have a Trader Joe's. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, guys, I got the fresh flowers last week. I put them in the jar. They're sitting on a cute little board. I think I did talk about this last week because I remember describing what it looks like. Anyway, moral of the story is that I've been sitting here and... I just keep looking over, like, all week when I sit and work, I just look over and look at the flowers, so, like, absolutely recommend, Um, and that is the third thing that I'm grateful for. So, with all that being said, that is my life update. Hopefully, it was somewhat interesting. If it was boring, so sorry, but I just was trying to keep it quick. I'm, like, a rambler, and it's hard for me to not just ramble on about things, but, yeah, as for today's episode, okay, guys, I had the opportunity to interview a very special guest. Her name is Lindsay Hargrove. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist. She recently started her own business called The Planted Dietitian to empower women to grow in their relationship with food, plant healthy habits, and to just eat more plants through virtual nutrition coaching. She really puts a huge focus on helping these women build small sustainable habits that last a lifetime, which is something that I absolutely love since it's kind of part of what I've been working on in my own life in the last few years. We dive into so many things surrounding food, diet culture, the impacts of being an athlete in high school have on many kids' relationship with food, and honestly, just so many other amazing topics. This conversation with Lindsay was truly such a breath of fresh air, and it was a struggle for me to put the mic down. Like, we were hit an hour, and I was like, oh my god, Lindsay, we gotta wrap up. Um, I really hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did, because she honestly just has so many great perspectives on all things food, nutrition, and how that ties into your life and how you can implement those things into your life in a healthy way. Um, 
I'm just obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with the interview. I had so much fun. I drove an hour and a half um, to go down and meet her at her house to do this interview because I was like, you have kids. Let me come to you. Like, I really want to talk to you about all this stuff. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. So welcome, Lindsay. Glad to have you here. How are you? I'm great. Thanks <laughs> for having me. <laughs> of course. Um, Yes, we have Lindsay on today. I guess let's just start with like you telling everybody about yourself, how old you are, where you're from, your background and how you got here. Just yeah. give it all to us. Oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> how old am I? Well, you don't have to age yourself. <laughs> no, okay. The last <laughs> person I interviewed was my age or like two years younger, so yeah. it made sense, but you don't have to age yourself. <laughs> you can guess. Do you want to guess? I was going to guess like 25, 26. Oh, thanks. That's really nice. I'm almost 29. Oh, okay. Well, that's still... Yeah. You're still in your 20s. Right. Exactly. Um, and how I got here, that's a really good question. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm a registered dietitian. Okay. So I got my nutrition and dietetics degree at Michigan State University. And after that, I did um, a year-long internship. And that was also through Michigan State University. After that, I got my, um, my, uh, I studied for my dietitian exam mm-hmm. and I passed that. And then I did um, long-term care for about six months. And then I did corporate wellness for about a year and a half. And then um, the most recent thing that I've done is um, diabetes education. So that's been um, inpatient, outpatient, Dang. and... Um, through the community of Holland, yeah, and um, I also have worked with lifestyle medicine. Um, so, like, instead of prescribing somebody a pill, they will be able to implement lifestyle changes. Which I love that. Yes, I know it's super cool. It's like very holistic, and that's something that's so important to me. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like bits to my story. Yes. <laughs> Um, I met my husband at Michigan State, Cute. and um, we we didn't start um, like dating until after college, mm. and it was really cute. He in my internship would like leave little flowers on my car. Oh, that's cute! It was really nice. Oh my god, that's so cute! What? <laughs> it was very good at wooing. I love that. Uh, I would be like done with. I had like a clinical rotation and it would be that's not exactly my style of nutrition and dietetics yeah it's awesome interesting I learned a lot um but then I would leave the hospital and there would be flowers on my car that's so literally really nice. so cute oh my <laughs> gosh I love that uh, yeah well okay well that's all amazing how I guess did you always know you wanted to be into dietetic or like be a dietitian or go into that or like, was it something you found in college or something you've always been passionate about? Yeah, so I would say there's a lot of like influences that led me to pursue a degree in nutrition and dietetics. I think um, a couple things. Like one, I was a rower in high school. Okay. Like, I rode my boat gently down the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up in a very small town and we didn't even have like swimming or like any. Yeah. So... That's awesome. I wish we would have had cool things like that. Yeah, I went to a really big high school, and really you had to, like, 
to start at two years of age to be really good at a sport and actually be competitive. Yeah. So like I was on the B team for basketball. I was yeah. on the B team for volleyball. So I'm like, oh, I'll do rowing. Oh my gosh, that's so cool though. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of like my initial exposure to like using nutrition as fuel, but I wasn't doing it in the right way. Like mm-hmm. I love my dad, but he was like, oh, just drink lots of protein drinks mm-hmm. and literally strawberry protein drink. I have nightmares. Of yeah. it, so. and, um, Scarred. <laughs> yeah. I, so for my sport, um, for rowing, I had to weigh in to be in the lightweight division. And I didn't really realize it then like, it really messed with my relationship with food because I, I had like this number and I had to always be at that. So like during the week I would not eat that much and would still be working out. I would still, I was doing like aerobics as well as my sport mm-hmm. and I was just feeling very underfueled. And then when I would weigh in on Saturday, we would have regattas. That's the name of the, okay. me- like the meat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> fancy but, um, <laughs> and then I would just like after I'd weigh in I would go to the food tent and just like eat a ton of food yeah and I didn't realize it at the time but that was like really negatively impacting yeah. how I viewed food and how I fueled my body and which I feel just, like is also so common for mm-hmm. like student athletes or just literally anyone like yes. I think it was mine um I feel like that is like I mean Looking back, I feel like I've done the same thing. I mean, it's so common because it's like I didn't have anything I had to weigh in for, but still, it's like, well, if I just don't eat like for the day, like I'll like feel skinnier, like feel better, mm-hmm. and then like the next thing you know, it's like midnight and you're binging, mm-hmm. and then or it's like the weekend and it's like, oh, like I'm drinking, let me binge, like whatever. Yeah, it's like that cycle of like, okay, during the week I'm gonna be really good, and then during the weekend, like I've been so good, so I'm just going to eat whatever I want, mm-hmm. and. I know that with that struggle, like, so many other people identify with that. Mm -hmm. And working now professionally in nutrition and dietetics, I so often see, like, people in this all-or-nothing mentality. And I think that really impacts their relationship with food, their health. I mean, if you're constantly going from zero zero to 90, Mm -hmm. like, if you have diabetes, that's not great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, If you have issues with hormonal imbalance that's not great yeah in fact like I'm I'm lucky because my like all or nothing didn't permanently destroy my body but Mm -hmm. there are people now that are facing repercussions yeah like it could have yeah Yeah. exactly yeah so um yeah and so I think you know even just like working with students now I have like a high school small group and I've done different things with this community with sports it's just really sad to me that there are like people that they look up to that are giving them not good nutrition advice Mm -hmm. and so I guess like where I'm at now is I wanted to be in a role where I'm like more preventative than reactive like which I love that yeah there's a lot of people I was working with that were like in their 60s to 70s Mm -hmm. 80s and not that they can't make changes yeah absolutely huge difference um, but I wanted to start in a place where it's more like, impactful and right. like, yeah, mm-hmm. like especially like thinking of your old self, like knowing that like if you would have had someone mm-hmm. to help you back then and like 
like help you recognize like hey what you're doing doesn't matter if you weigh in fine like that's still not healthy for you but I mean that's even like my journey with food and nutrition I feel like has been all over the place too and it's like you don't realize how big of an impact like the food you eat has on you Mm -hmm. or like how you're eating like I know you talked about like hormonal imbalances and like that having an effect as well and like I've always had like my periods have been irregular like I'm also just not a huge doctor person which I need to I'm getting over my fear (laughs) slowly okay I'm slowly going to more doctors but I just like I've never been a huge doctor person Mm -hmm. and I ended up like my second year in college I gained a ton of weight from drinking and just like eating like literal shit and Mm -hmm. the problem was like I would go to the cafeteria well you only get to eat during dinner and like lunchtime so it's like Mm -hmm. when I go at lunch well, it's only food I'm going to eat. So, like, guess mm-hmm. I might as well eat, like, four plates of food to like, make sure I'm, like, up. like mm-hmm. to make sure I'm not hungry. And then at dinner, I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, for hours afterwards, I would just feel like, shit. Like, I would just mm-hmm. be burping. Like, my stomach would hurt. I'd be yeah. so bloated. And, like, I put on, like, probably, like, 30 pounds or something. And so, finally, I think it was, like, during quarantine, I was, like, oh, like, I need to start working out more. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I just started paying more attention to food and, like, what I was eating. And I realized, like, within the last year and a half, like dairy, garlic, chocolate, like those things like have a huge effect on how mm-hmm. I feel and like they make me really inflamed. I can't eat them. Mm-hmm. I feel like shit when I eat them. And like I also hate eating big meals. Like I eat like very small meals. Like my family always like gives me shit because like I don't eat like giant meals. I'll literally instead of snacks, like I'll eat like six tiny meals throughout the day so because like, like yeah. and then I like don't feel bloated and like or like I literally just like feel so much better but like back then I would have thought like in high school I'm like well if I'm like hungry I can't say I'm hungry Mm. because like nobody else is hungry so like how can I be hungry and I think that's such an interesting point I think a lot of people like in our society thinks like if it's a specific meal time like 8 a.m 12 Mm -hmm. p.m and 6 p.m those are the only times that you can eat Mm -hmm. when in reality like you are very active like you're on the go like yeah your body isn't punching in a time no time clock like Like, especially i don't work a nine to five i don't have a normal schedule right and i think what i've also seen working with the clients that i'm working with now so i'm actually specifically working with women and trying to improve their relationship with food Um, plant healthy habits and eat more plants but one of the things that I've uncovered with the clients that I'm working with right now is just the fact that their family will say things to them and I know that the family is coming from a a good place and my dad was coming from a good place Mm -hmm. but those things are actually making a permanent um like breaking that that relationship with Mm -hmm. food like that specifically what you said with your family saying like Morgan why aren't you eating bigger meals yeah. or Morgan it's like, why are you eating at this certain yeah time? and like I'm hungry I'm listening to exactly and like it's not like they literally no one's like being rude at all like it's literally just like, oh like this is what we normally do mm-hmm. because like they're at work all day they don't have time to just <laughs> eat small meals throughout the day but like mm-hmm. that's what works for me and like my mm-hmm. schedule and my body so like that's what I listen to now but before I would have been like oh my god, like, I, I can't, like, if nobody else is eating, I shouldn't be eating, or, like, mm-hmm. if everyone, nobody, like, I feel like there were so many times in high school, like, you go to somebody's house, and, like, it's, like, dinner time, and you're starving, but, like, nobody said anything about cooking dinner, nobody said anything about food, so you're just, like, it's fine, and then, like, you end up getting home, and then you, like, eat a bunch of food, or, like, the next morning, then you binge because you haven't eaten in, like, 12 hours, and it's, like, yeah. why did, why do I think that that's the right answer, yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, so 
I've always been a kid. Well, I'm still a kid. <laughs> I've always been a person that has a very large appetite. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've always been very active. I've always been, um, like, a foodie. And so it is funny to me, like, sometimes I will eat really large meals. And people will make comments. And it's fine now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't care because I Because know you know, you have the, like, basis of, like, you know what is you and you know yeah, that it doesn't exactly. matter. Like, when you're, like, 16. When it's I'm 16, way like, different. people are, basically, people are telling me I'm fat, like, mm-hmm. without telling me that. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of other people that, like, when their mom said, oh, should you be eating that? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you're eating a lot. Like, that, that basically causes you to lose trust with your own intuition, mm-hmm. your own intuitive knowledge about what your body needs and Mm -hmm. that's why I'm so passionate about working with women to basically like break away from that diet culture and let's just look at the facts like Mm -hmm. how how do we fuel our body in a way that honors our health like prevents the risk of diabetes heart disease um yeah other chronic yes absolutely and also at the same time listening to what we need what satisfies us but Mm -hmm. also just like you know makes us feel our best not like having a bunch of digestive issues or bloating yeah we we need to listen to our body yeah no I literally I love that that's like in the last probably since like quarantine is when I've like started working on my mental health started working on my physical health and like I did not realize how hand in hand those two go Mm -hmm. like I feel like my whole life, like, I've always just kind of, like, kind of been the chubby kid, the chubby friend, Mm -hmm. always, like, ate a lot of food, just always, like, felt judged Mm -hmm. by everyone around me. And, like, again, people probably were not doing it intentionally. They probably had no idea. They they were, were like, yes, but it's just, it's also just society and, like, what seems normal. Finally started to work on my mental health, and then all of a sudden, over the course of, like, end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I was down, like, 30 pounds, and I literally felt so, I literally was not working out consistently. I would go for walks. I would just listen to podcasts about mental health, like just like doing things for my mental health. And then all of a sudden my physical health just like followed. And I was like, wait, what? And like every other time it was like, I would do keto for a couple weeks. Like, and I was like 18. Like, why was I doing keto for a few weeks thinking like that was, I would like lose, yeah, I'd lose 10 pounds in two weeks. And then I would literally gain it back. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what? Like, it's just, you don't know. Like Mm -hmm. no one tells you, like no one's there to educate you. But like, that's why I love like what you're doing is that, you're trying to prevent that so much earlier rather than like, yeah, you could help people in their 60s and 70s and it will help them. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that's actually going to help in the long run is like fixing this generation now Mm -hmm. before we just continue to keep saying all these hurtful things that we don't even realize are literally detrimental to everybody. Yeah, that, I mean, Morgan, you couldn't have said it better. (laughs) Like that is, there are so many good nuggets that you said and I wish I could just like, take that chunk and yeah. <laughs> like by bit say everything that I wanted to but I love the fact that you have made the connection that when you start um improving your mental health mm-hmm. that it actually has this trickle effect with your physical health I think a lot of people do not realize Mm-mm. that and, and I, like I didn't that's yeah it. and I always say to my patients and the clients that I work with sometimes the number one thing is taking care of that mental health because if you don't you're it's really hard to think of your physical health Mm -hmm. like I have um um a client that I worked with that was struggling with postpartum depression and honestly 
it was just working on like self-care behaviors Mm -hmm. and working through like what do I need to do to make myself not feel overwhelmed or what is one thing that I can focus on right now when all of these other things are like just Mm -hmm. out of my control and it's funny because I think not a lot of people understand or realize that dietitians aren't just the food and nutrition expert. They're also, like, I also had training in nutrition counseling mm-hmm. and psychology, Yeah, um, which is an area that I'm very interested in, even just because I've had my own mental health yeah, struggles. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know that I'm a lot more in tune with it than maybe the average person, but I know that if I don't go outside and go for a walk or get some type of physical activity, I shut down. Mm -hmm. And and people might look at it like, oh, she's being selfish or oh, she's being like really into her, how she looks. I don't know. No, no, but but I, yes. It literally, Morgan is is my medication. Like, yes. if I don't, I probably will have to go on medication, which is totally fine. Yes, and, I, like, for some people, that's, that is, like is what works. Correct. Definitely, and I'm not against that at all, but I think when we start to focus on the lifestyle factors, like, we can kind of uncover some things that maybe will help promote our mm-hmm. mental health and vice versa, so. yeah. Um, and I just love how, what you said just about like the comments that people made to you when you were a kid, um, were like, they didn't try to be hurtful, but that stuff, like when you say, it sticks with you. Yeah. When you say somebody's chubby or you comment on how they look or their Mm -hmm. body, like I know it's society when people are like, Oh, it looks, you look so good. Like. When I just had Jonah, there are a lot of people that, like, a month or two later said, oh, you look so good. And honestly, like... I, like I, don't, even want, I don't even want to hear it. They were, they were coming from a good yes. heart, but I, in my head, the way I took it was, oh, but I looked bad before, or oh, I looked fat before. Again, and, I'm, and it's like, you know they're not and I know saying they're that, not, but, like, yes. in your head. But then, then you're not the only person doing that, though. Like, you're not the only person thinking, overthinking what they just said. Like, every person is doing it. Yeah. It's like all these little comments, all of us are making them to each other and then overthinking them. Right. And so it's like, it was the same thing, like, I, over the course of 2020, like, lost this weight. And I remember it was, like, January 2021 when I, like, all of a sudden, I just remember I looked at the mirror and I was like, whoa. I was like, mm, not sure who that is. Like, mm. at that point, not all my clothes were too big. Like, I didn't, re- I didn't really know how to fit in anything anymore. I was like, mm-hmm. I am, and like... That was all I wanted was to like feel healthier. And like, Mm -hmm. I felt so good. Not even just like physically, but like mentally, like we're all just felt so good. Then I was like, I I don't even know what I look like anymore. I don't even know like the amount of people that were like, oh my God, Morgan, you look so good. And I was like, thank you. But also like, like, thank you. But also no, because then you're like solidifying the fact that I knew I didn't look good there for a while. And like, Mm -hmm. you're just like solidifying that. And it's like, again, I know it's not coming from a bad place. I know they're just, but I say the same thing to other people and I'm like, oh my God, like you look so good. But then I like think about it. I'm like, should I not say that? Like, I don't, I know. like, it's like hard to find like the happy medium of like acknowledging that like, oh my God, I see that you've been doing a lot of work, but then sometimes it's like, okay, maybe they weren't doing a lot of work. Maybe they were going through a stint of anxiety and depression and ended up accidentally losing a lot of weight and like, yeah, they might look healthier, quote unquote, because they're skinnier or thinner. Are they mentally healthy? No. Yeah. And, that's, and so I think such a good point, and I think in the future when I get my social media life together, yeah. <laughs> I want to make a post about basically like what can we say to people, um, like especially during the summer. Like I feel like the summer you have family reunions, mm-hmm. weddings, that kind of stuff, where you're like, oh, you look 
look so good. Oh, have you lost weight? Mm-hmm. Um, what else could we say to somebody that still like recognizes like, oh, you look like you're glowing. Yeah. Or, oh, you look like. Like your skin looks so healthy or like yeah. your face is glowing or like something. Yes. Or like you, you look so happy. Yes. Or you, I can just tell something is different about you. Yeah. Like, how can we notice that there's a difference, but not like. Physically, like, oh, you physically look like comment you lost on them. Weight. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I know what you're saying. Right Correct. And I think it's, I think it's just having the conversation, like, yeah. literally just having these conversations with people and just like putting it out there that like, maybe just think twice. I don't, don't get me wrong. I say things a lot of times before I think them through and like, shit <laughs> spews out of my mouth before it should. And so I totally understand. I'm not a person to get very offended by a lot of stuff because I understand people just say things sometimes. But it's also just, just starting the conversation maybe we just like shouldn't make those comments like i remember like talking to my friend one time and like it was like some comment was made when she was a kid about like she was the first to like reach for the spoon to like get the food on the table after we were done praying and it's like you didn't realize that made it like the i think it was like a dad or an uncle somebody like made a comment always the first to the spoon always the first to get the food and it's like Okay, but those things stick with people for forever. And again, I'm sure they did not mean it in any bad way. They were thinking they were making some little joke. I don't want to say, like, I'm the f- I am love sarcasm. I love dark humor. I love jokes. Like, <laughs> Me too. absolutely. But there's just sometimes you have to realize those little things, like, make an impact. And yeah, you're going to say stuff still. Like, um, I'm still going to say things that will probably have an impact on other people. And it, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's like not being afraid to be like, hey, probably don't say those things again. Like, that kind of... Mm-hmm. kind of messed with me mm-hmm. and like to just be open about that mm-hmm. I think is also just a step in the right direction to just have these conversations be open when somebody makes a mistake about it and like don't take it to heart like I'm like, oh my god sorry like I won't do it again like yeah. totally get that I didn't even think about that yeah but like don't take it to heart like it doesn't have to be like that somebody called you out and now oh my god they hate you and no just just to hear them out like yeah that you probably shouldn't say stuff like that like it just mm-hmm. it affects people more than you think and I think what you said just having these conversations like I've asked um just you know like what you said sometimes I say things and I don't think before I speak and yeah. I will say to somebody like hey, and I'm, I'm sure I think about this more than the average person I will come back to it and be like and I'll say like how did it make you feel when I made this comment? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's okay to be like, you know what? I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was just thinking too, like I have a friend that w- when she started to like work out, like people would comment on her and say like, wow, you look so good. And mm-hmm. I know, again, like, it's coming from a place of good, but it started to, like, actually really fuel her eating disorder, Mm -hmm. and so it's just, like, how can we have more tools in our tool belt to talk to people in a positive way and talk about food in a positive Mm -hmm. way um, that doesn't make somebody feel bad or doesn't shame them? Um, Yeah, I just think it's, that's, you know, like, part of the conversations that I have with my clients is what kind of tools can we have in our tool belt and how can you set boundaries when you feel like somebody is saying something to you that um, is causing you to distrust your own intuition Mm -hmm. how can you have that conversation with somebody to say like this is what I need from you right now Mm -hmm. Um, it's so funny because I had a friend who um, like their husband called me and they were saying like 
all right, I need some ideas for food and um, like so that she can cheat a little bit. And I just think it's funny because the word cheat implies that you are doing something that you shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. um, which I never want people to feel like because I have a piece of cake, like I should yeah. feel bad. I'm having a piece of cake because it's my son's birthday or Mm -hmm. I'm having a piece of cake because we're celebrating food is so much more than just like nutrition. Yeah. Like how can we honor your health? Like maybe not having a piece of cake every day, um, but still being able to celebrate people. But I don't know. I just think about those tricky words like cheating or Mm -hmm. um, guilt free. Mm -hmm. Like I don't love those words. Yeah. I, feel like that's also just something I've become very passionate about because like again I'm I it's not like I am a registered dietitian I have I haven't actually but these are like things I've learned on my own that like I've realized like my own boundaries are like the own my own things that like people say that I'm like mm. a lot of times like now like people will talk about cheating like, oh, I don't have to cheat like have a piece of cake who cares yeah. like I'm very passionate about those sort of things like I said like I tried keto when I was like 18 I remember I was we were going on a cruise and I wanted to like lose weight and it was like two weeks before like yeah I lost 10 pounds and I gained it all back on the cruise Mm -hmm. it it doesn't gonna stick with me and like the one thing that I've like realized I've maintained the same weight for the last year and a half Mm -hmm. like I fluctuated through three to four pounds like that is it Mm -hmm. and I rarely weigh myself and every time I do it's still around 160 like Mm -hmm. I'm still like and that's down like almost 30 pounds Mm -hmm. and it's like but the reason I'm maintaining that I do not like, I eat, I definitely eat healthy and, like, healthy for me, but I also, like, there's some weeks where I eat ice cream every single, or, like, dairy-free ice cream every single night, mm-hmm. or I'm, like, I eat so much bread. Like, I love bread. I eat so much toast, so much bread, so much, like, banana bread, like, so much bread. <laughs> and, like, it, before I would have thought, like, oh, my God, I can't eat bread. Like, right. I can't eat bread. Yeah. But I've still maintained the same health and the same weight and the same everything since just eating whatever I feel like. I went through, it like, just, like, I feel like it was in like holiday time this year and because I at that point I had been dairy free mostly not eating garlic not eating chocolate like all of that for like almost a year and it was like the holidays and I was like having this mental battle with myself because I'm like I don't eat these things because they make me feel like shit Mm. but I am allowed to eat them Mm -hmm. if I want to eat them I'm allowed to because I'm allowed to eat anything in moderation like I'm allowed to eat anything Mm -hmm. But also, I shouldn't eat them because I will feel sick. Yeah. So then it was like, I was having this mental battle where I was like, you're allowed to eat the chocolate cake. You can. <laughs> like, you can eat it. It's like having a devil and angel Literally. on your shoulder. Like, like they're both right. But it's also like, I don't, I, and then I, so then like all the, over the holidays, I ate just whatever. I was like, we would go to Christmas, we go to family, like, and I was just eating whatever. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to not eat dinner. Like, just because there's butter in it or just because there's milk in it. Mm-hmm. Then I felt like shit for, like, those three months. Mm-hmm. Like, my body, my mental health, all of it, terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Morgan, okay, now you, like, you got it out. You got your little rebellious face out there. Yes. And it's like, yes, you can eat those things. You're allowed to. But now notice again how it makes you feel. Like, right. this is why. Keep coming back to those um, internal cues. Exactly. Like, okay, this is how it makes me feel. Like, yes, I enjoy those foods and... Yes, those foods are fun to enjoy with mm-hmm. family and friends, but... Um, There's other ways to do that. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, also what I've realized is people, like, I don't make it a big deal. Like, if I can't eat... Like, I shoot weddings all the time. And so it's, like, mm-hmm. I'll have a bunch of snacks in my car. And, like, if they don't have dairy-free options, no worries. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because it's, like, people are like, oh, just... I'm sure you just have one piece of pizza. No. 
Like, I will literally be sick for hours. Like, I will be laying on the couch. I will be unable to move. Like, I will feel so sick. It's not worth it to me. But it's, again, those, like, comments that people make that they think are, like, not a big deal. And it's, like, I know you're, you're like, oh, just take a cheat day. No, it's not a cheat day. It's, I literally can't eat it. Yeah. Like, I can't eat like, it because I'll be sick. It physically makes me ill. Like, I may not be having an allergic reaction and my throat closes up. But, like, yeah. I it, not only will I be sick, like, that day, but it'll, like, linger on for, like, a week. Like, my body will just feel, like, dead for, like, a week. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, like... I know you're coming from a good place again, but it's like, no, I'm not just going to have a cheat day. I'm not just like, just have a piece of pizza. No, I'm not just going to have a piece of pizza because yeah. it's going to make me feel like shit. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so important. I want to um, kind of like add a little bit to what you're saying. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that dialogue between you saying like, you know, I know that I'm allowed to have this, but it doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I am predominantly plant-based. Mm-hmm. So what that means is sometimes I, if I go out to eat, maybe I will have fish. But at home, most of the time we're vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if I go over to my husband's grandma and the only option is, like, a little bit of meat, like, am I going to go hungry or am I going to mm-hmm. just, you know, have that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten to a point where I don't really enjoy the texture anymore yeah. of meat. Um, but it was in the beginning when I was, as I'll just back up. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. the reason I actually started to move more predominantly plant-based was I watched a documentary and it kind of went through and talked about the environmental impact that like animal products have on the environment and I was like whoa like I did not realize that they just use so much resources Mm -hmm. and they're a huge contributor to greenhouse gases and I'm like from since day one have been like this little mini environmentalist and so that Mm -hmm. was like initially why I was like you know what I'm gonna start to eat more plant-based um so that was actually in college and then um when I started working with a doctor who specializes in lifestyle medicine, that's when I started to like really make this transition to a lot more whole food plant-based mm-hmm. than where I was. Um, and when I started to like think about having my son, um, I, I, I know that again, the average person doesn't think about these things, but we have a family history of diabetes. Like mm-hmm. we have a family history of, um, inflammatory bowel disease. Um, we have a family history of cancer. So all of these diseases in our family, um, like studies show that when you adopt more of a whole food plant-based diet, the risk of those decrease substantially. Mm -hmm. So I want to like, now that I'm thinking about how to feed my family versus even just Just myself, like it's even more important that I'm feeding them foods that I feel like will also honor their health. Like, I'm not going to shame my husband if he decides when he goes over to his, um, not like my mother-in-law's, um, to have a sloppy Joe. Like, yeah, he likes that. I want him to eat yeah. foods that he likes. Um, and I also like give myself permission, like during my pregnancy, I think I had some like meat products because yeah. I was craving that. Yeah. Um, but in general, like, like you said, it just makes me feel better when I eat not, yeah. And a lot of people have been like, oh, so Lindsay, like, are you only taking clients that are interested in being whole food plant-based? No. Okay. <laughs> I want people who have, like, that have a desire to just get more plants on their plate. Yes. 
either as a way to prevent disease, manage disease, or reverse disease. Mm -hmm. And I also like want them to do that because, you know, maybe in the future they plan to have a family or they are having a family. Mm -hmm. They have kids. Like I want them to have good like um, nutrition so that they can kind of like it can be a cascade effect. And I think like just not having the label Right. also helps yeah because like there's so many people like i am vegetarian I'm vegan. And if you are I'm vegetarian. again if it works for you totally yeah. fine mm-hmm. but for me it's like i probably eat like 65 percent plant-based like mm-hmm. maybe even 75 and then lately i've been into red meat no idea why but i've been very mm-hmm. into red meat so i've been mm-hmm. buying a lot of red meat mm-hmm. or like ground turkey i'm kind of over chicken kind of done eating chicken yeah all of a sudden it was just like oh, i don't really like it that much anymore like i'm not really gonna cook it yeah and so i eat a lot a lot of beans a lot of other things mm-hmm. i'm doing a lot more research on eating plant-based because I am interested in that, but it's also like if somebody makes me a steak, yeah, I'm gonna eat the steak because mm-hmm. I, I still like it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like just not having a label on it yeah. and just eating whatever makes you feel good. Like for me, like if somebody makes meat and potatoes and there's no vegetable, I literally I will go source a vegetable. Like the <laughs> amount of times that that has happened, go that like in the I'm not even kidding. Like I will <laughs> dig through the freezer, I will dig through oh, the okay. cupboard, like trying to find something of some sort of vegetable because I just notice that like if I don't have a vegetable when I eat. I honestly eat majority vegetables when I eat. So if I don't have that, like, I'm like, I literally feel like shit. Like, I yeah. just, I need some sort of vegetable. Mm-hmm. And I've just realized, like, that's the majority of what I eat is, like, mm-hmm. mostly plant-based. Mm-hmm. But it's just, again, like, I don't have the label of that because I'm like, I still want to allow myself to eat whatever I'm craving yes. and eat whatever I'm into at the moment. Yeah. And, like, then there's, like, some days where I'm, there was, like, two months this winter I'm, like, pescatarian only eating like fish is gonna be the only thing mm-hmm. but then I was like got tired of fish because yeah. I was always eating fish yeah. I was like give me a steak I need yeah. a steak I think that's awesome and I think you are on your own self-discovery and you are trying new foods it sounds like and mm-hmm. my goal for somebody is is first of all, to listen to their goals. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want them to feel like they have to eat like me. Yeah. Um, because if they do, then the second that they go back to where they were or, you know, have foods that they haven't been having, then it's that, like, it's that all or nothing mentality mm-hmm. again. It's like, oh, I'm cheating. Well, no, you're not cheating. This is your You're lifestyle. just eating. You're exploring. Yeah. I love that word. You're exploring. Yes. No, I love that. Um, and yeah, so I think that's great. And I think you realizing that for yourself is just yeah. so important. Yeah. And, and like, that's what I want for people. I, I want them basically to, like, how can we make plants more exciting? Yes. How can we make them more flavorful? But you don't have to give up the meat if you mm-hmm. don't want to. Like, a really prime example of this is just putting your beans with your meat, okay? Yeah. So you stretch your meat further, which lately has been freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. So even just having some extra beans in can help your budget and your health. Yeah. So I do yeah. that with tacos. <laughs> yeah. I have a funny story. Um, one time, this is, I don't want No, no, you're good. Go for it. Go for <laughs> it. One time my nephews came over and we had tacos I put black beans in the tacos. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Blaze and Boston, these are chocolate chips, which I don't recommend just like saying <laughs> a bean is a chocolate chip. But I'm, yeah. I'm just funny, okay? Yeah. I make jokes. And my sister looked at me like, okay, Lindsay, you had to put the beans in the, the ground turkey. And um, I was like, yeah, and next time I'll just have them on the side. But even like for them to be exposed to that, yeah. and then I like, 
I did this like little bowl off to the side and I was like, all right, you guys, if you don't like it, just put the chocolate chips, aka the black beans, yeah. in the bowl so you don't have to eat them. Yes. But they had that exposure. Yeah. So. And it's also like, like, I don't know. I just grew up as a kid, like stuff, when stuff was just mixed in, you just ate it. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> never, like there was always like some vegetables I didn't like. I didn't like peas. I didn't like, but if it was in stuff, you just ate it. Mm-hmm. Like I would get so annoyed at school. Like when kids would like pick. Maybe like chicken pot pie and they'd like pick out like the celery or something. Yeah. Literally eat it together and you don't even notice. <laughs> like, I'm like literally, I, I was like, I was just, just eat it. Like who cares? I know. It's so funny you say that because um, like when I was, before I had my son, Jonah, mm-hmm. um, I was just like, he's, he's just going to eat whatever we make him. He's just going to deal with it. It's whatever. Like mm-hmm. I had to do that as a kid. He's going to do this. And now I feel like um, it's becoming more important to be like, okay, I know that he doesn't like it sometimes when I mix some yeah. things in, which I didn't realize that kids can start to develop preferences my, this young. My but- nephew just turned three and like he's had like preferences since he was like a year old, like yeah, started eating. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, because like my sister would be like, he doesn't like like beef, like he didn't really like hamburger. Yeah. And I'm like, I just... It blows my mind that like they already have because like to me growing up like I saw so many kids like be such picky eaters yeah. but I also saw their parents like fuel it yeah. and like never never I never forced them to eat anything like mm-hmm. it was literally whatever they wanted and so I'm like I think there's a happy medium of like mm-hmm. make like give them like put it out there like make them try it and if mm-hmm. they don't like it then fine Definitely. but it's like crazy like that kids like already have like preferences yeah at such a young age I'm like really your taste buds like I, I just like always thought that it was like picky eaters were made yeah but like they're really not. Yeah. They are to a point, but, like, they also do have preferences. Yeah. And I think that there's such a balance. Like, as, you know, just, like, as a mom, like, my role is to provide him the foods, and his role is to decide what he's going to eat mm-hmm. on his plate. Um, so I think that it's having that balance. And what's interesting, too, is um, I've been surprised. Like, I will – I think – as parents, like, we need to keep offering these foods and not saying, like, oh, he just doesn't like this. Yes. I'm never going to give this to him yes. again. Because um, eggs was an example. Like, he didn't like eggs for the longest time. You just throw them off his plate, give it to Annie and Oakley. That's mm-hmm. our dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Annie and Oakley loved it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Oakley's gained a little bit of weight. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I need to start counseling my dog. <laughs> Um, but anyways, so, um, yeah, just, we started giving him like the same types of foods or making them differently and mm-hmm. then he started to accept them. And then there's some that he loved for the longest time and like avocado. Now he doesn't really like avocado. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to stop giving it to him, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm going to find different ways that to, I can. To give it to him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like going back to, you mentioned something about, um, like vegetables and just like finding new ways to cook them or new ways to season them. And that is, like, the one, like, major thing I've noticed. Just, like, people around me is that it's, like, super easy to just throw a bag of steamed vegetables and just, like, throw them on your plate. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, like, I literally sometimes... Like, the other day, I literally made a packet of ramen in a giant bag of broccoli, and that's what I ate for dinner. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't really care. Like, that's just what I was vibing with that night, and it was fine. But I think it's, like, again, finding other ways, because I think it's that's when people are like, oh, I don't really like broccoli. Okay, but the only way you've had it is, like, steamed with salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if we make it a different way? Lots of seasonings, put it in stuff. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's like, I mean, even when I was, like, cook for my ex and I, there would be times, like, he, like, wasn't super into a ton of vegetables. And then, like, I would cook something, and he's like, this is so good. And I'm like, 
literally there's like six different vegetables in here and you had no idea. Mm-hmm. But that's just like, in general, I would do the same thing. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. I just didn't realize like how easy it is or like how accessible it is to like put vegetables in in a different way without it just being like a side of broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that I love what you're saying and discovering. Um, that is like one of the dietitian's role is to explain to people how you cook things um, to get it to a way that you enjoy it. Like broccoli is a great example. Like I don't love raw broccoli. Mm-hmm. I do like broccoli salad if there's like a sauce in it. Yeah. Um, I, I really like broccoli when it's roasted and when mm-hmm. it's like in a bowl style yeah. dish. And again, it has like maybe hummus or mm-hmm. some there's something of, else going on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so like one of the really cool classes that I had at Michigan State was like learning how to cook. It was like a food science class where we learned the quality characteristics of all types of foods, mm-hmm. like mayo and biscuits, yeah, and meat and just tons of different foods. And so like not every dietitian loves to cook, um, but I'm a huge foodie and mm-hmm. I think that if we learn to make these healthy foods really delicious, mm-hmm. then you're going to want them more often. Exactly. And when you gain that, like, experience in the kitchen, it, you know, honestly, when when I started dating my husband, like, I can't say that every meal that we made together was, like, a 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember um, when we first started dating, I made these, like, stuffed peppers with, like, quinoa yeah, yeah. and... Um, and uh, corn and spices it was the most bland thing and I was just kind of embarrassed when we first started dating and I'm like I'm so sorry I made you this horrible meal but I feel like um you know as time has gone on like we get cooks cookbooks for Christmas or we'll like send each other recipes that we Mm -hmm. see on Instagram um and that's actually been really cool because I remember um like probably well before Jonah was born like we had this we went for a walk and I said to Jim I that's my husband I said to him like you know because of our family history and us planning a future with children like I do it is important that we are more predominantly plant-based and I remember him being like no Like, I like the way that we eat. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to have those conversations. Even if they're tough. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so it was just like having this open dialogue and, um, like, it wasn't zero to 90. Like, there is even now, there's still maybe some foods like this chili that we really like um, where there's ground turkey. Mm -hmm. I know Jim loves that. Um, But... I started to just make more plant-based meals and, and then, not even saying anything. Yep. And he really liked it. Yep. And then it's so funny now yep. because he'll like, he said things to me recently that are just so funny that if he, you know, two years ago, I don't think he would ever say this, but he just mm-hmm. recently said like, you know what? Burgers are not as good to me as what they used to be. Or mm-hmm. Lindsay, when I eat this, my tummy hurt really bad. <laughs> And you're like, yup. <laughs> but I think that's another thing is like so many people don't even realize what they're eating makes them sick afterwards mm. because they're so used to feeling sick after they eat. 
like they're like I'm so full I'm so full I feel so sick because that's literally what I used to say mm-hmm. and then when I started eating things that actually agreed with my body I was like whoa 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 I could just eat a meal and then just like keep going with my day mm-hmm. like I don't have to like just like <laughs> feel like shit take take a nap <laughs> lay down I'm like wait what and so it was like when I started to realize those things but then it was like I still see people like in my life like, oh you eat a piece of pizza god I feel like shit like <laughs> Did you ever consider that maybe that amount of cheese just isn't doing well for you? Sure. Like, yeah. just to try to not? Like, mm-hmm. and again, still eat the pizza if you want to. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. just take a second and actually think, like, do you feel like shit after you ate that? Because yeah. I think you do. <laughs> like, maybe just, like, put the pieces together that, or, like, start to just think about that maybe that actually doesn't make you feel good. Like, mm-hmm. and it may taste good to the same way as, like, I want to eat a piece of chocolate cake, but I'm going to feel like shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think it's just, like, people are so used to feeling crappy mm-hmm. like just mentally and physically like everyone is just so used to feeling like Bleh. yeah and then like when you start to feel better it's like whoa wait what like yeah. I could have felt like this the whole time it's so true and I think that um it is so exciting when I work with clients and they have that aha moment mm-hmm. of just like feeling better they have more energy um like they just feel like a weight has been lifted off their shoulder and it's so interesting like even especially working in the past the past three years in the diabetes education world literally Mm -hmm. when your blood sugars are high and your energy is in your bloodstream not in your cells you don't have energy like mm-hmm. you feel so tired all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when they start to fuel their body and they're not drinking pop or they're not eating a bunch of cake all the time or pizza all the time, they have so much energy. Yeah. Literally, physi- physiologically, like they have just more energy. energy because yeah. the energy is not in their bloodstream, it's in their cells. So it's just, I think, something I take for granted, um, just feeling the way that I do most of the time not perfect just so you know (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like amazing to see that for my clients when they get that result of having more energy like what's hard is I'm gonna change the subject a little bit it's hard though when somebody experiences that but they're like nothing has changed on the scale Mm -hmm. and that is what makes me so sad because Honestly, your weight, yes, there are some things that increase, um, you're at more increased risk for if your weight is higher, mm-hmm. if you're in, in the obese category, Yeah. but um, your weight isn't a direct measurement of your health. Mm-mm. And so no. even if you um, like didn't change on the scale, if you, you have still change. more energy, yeah. if your lipids are decreasing, your blood sugars are decreasing, like, you're a healthier person. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. who cares what the scale says? Yeah. I mean, I know that's hard. To a like, point, yeah. 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 And it's just, and again, it's just, it's one of those things, like, people have to just have the moment for themselves. Like, they can have the aha moment that they feel better, but, like, they still have to have the second aha moment, like, that the scale doesn't actually matter. Right. And, like, yeah, I just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Um, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I want to go back to, um, we were talking about cooking earlier, and just side note that I feel like for anyone listening that thinks that, like, cooking is just, like, scary or, like, too much or, like, trying to, like, add these plant-based things in, when I tell you, before I went, like, dairy-free, my first year in college, I, even, like, graduating high school, could not cook. 
Like that was like one of my personality traits was that like I was a terrible cook. I needed a husband that would cook for me. I could not cook for myself, didn't know how to boil a hot dog, couldn't make scrambled eggs, like could not do anything. And I was like, I am a terrible cook. Like I had just like internalized that so much that like I just made that my own personality trait. Like that was like something about me. And then like when I started, it was like January 2021 when I was like, okay, I'm fully dairy free. Like I need to start cooking my own meals. I stopped going to the cafeteria at all at school. Like I was cooking everything myself, buying groceries. And I was like, I want to eat like more fun. Like I, I think it was also TikTok that like kind of set me off. Was that like, <laughs> there's so many TikToks of cooking yeah. and I didn't realize how much like cooking media I consume. Yeah. Like I watch so many cooking videos all the time. Like Half my for you pages usually cooking videos or like I go on Instagram and like I look up and I'm always like scrolling Honestly, Pinterest. Like that and is, it's so entertaining. It's been so helpful. Like, yes. I I I feel like um I can relate to you. Like I grew up literally by a single mom who worked like second shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like ramen noodles, microwave meals all the time. Like yeah. my mom would even tell you she's she doesn't love to cook mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, so, like, my level of cooking experience was just never there either, like mm-hmm. you said. Like, I made just weird dishes. And yeah, even, random, even random like things. Even, like, when I started studying nutrition and dietetics, I'm like, oh, healthy food, I'm going to eat vegetables, and they tasted so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, my quinoa and stuff better. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just, like, that you know like when you start to learn those skills yeah and like that has taken me i mean we're going on like two years of that now we're or like a year and a half of that we're like that i'm just putting just consuming things that like are genuinely beneficial to me mm-hmm. and like so anyway i started like cooking more for myself and it was like make like these random dishes well then it would be like I don't know how to cook for just a single person. I cook for like a family. And so I'd be like, be in my apartment with my roommates. I'm like, hey, I cooked dinner tonight. You guys got to eat it because there's no way I'm going to eat it. And I would make like butternut squash lasagna or like, there's like random things. Like, I'm I'd... sure they appreciated it. Oh yeah. They were like, hey, we don't have to cook. And they're like, this is kind of weird. I'm like, I don't know. Just eat it. Like, I don't, I don't really know what it is. Like, I'm just trying new things. And so now I've gotten to the point where like, I'll like look at a video, like scan a video or like see a video. And I'm like, ah, I could probably make that. And like now I, I, first of all, that's just also, I always hated following recipes. I was terrible at it. Like, I would mess up. Anytime that I had to follow a recipe, like, when I was younger, just fuck it up. Like, I could not follow a recipe. <laughs> and so then I realized, I'm like, this doesn't have to be a recipe for everything. Like, you can literally just make stuff up. And so, like, now when I cook, I just make up the randomest shit. And then, like, even when my ex and I were living together, he was like, this is, like, really good. And I'm like, like, there was one time I made pasta because pasta sauce it's like packed with garlic and like I was like oh maybe I can have it and then I would like try it and I would I would be so like bloated and feel like shit so I'll make my own pasta sauce literally just like I think I looked up recipe and just like scrolled the ingredients and didn't even like stop and like look at anything like I probably do that and I just like whipped up this like pasta sauce he's like this is probably like some of the best pasta sauce I've ever had and I'm like like there's no rules like you can literally just make whatever you want and however you want Mm -hmm. and I think like the fun of it is just like allowing yourself to make a shitty meal and be like, yeah, yeah, that was kind of shit. Like, oh, well. <laughs> and then, like, eat it. And then, or don't eat it. And, like, do whatever. But I think yeah. that's, like, the fun of it is, like, I've just found so much fun in cooking. Or, like, I've had people, like, oh, my God, like, you make, like, really good meals. Like, how did you – have you always been a good cook? God, no. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still don't even think I'm really a good cook. I just – it's what works for me. And I just, like, throw stuff together. Or I'll watch a random TikTok. I'm like, eh, I'd probably make that. Mm-hmm. And then I just start, like, throwing it together and then make meals. Yeah. And so it's like, I have like just a lot of fun cooking now when like an, I used to literally hate it and thought it would be way too much work or like I'll just throw a bag of ramen in because it takes two minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's like now half the time, like taking two, 
two hours to make a meal like that's like my fun (laughs) like I'll like people are like why do you like especially in college like I I would like do my homework do my classes and then at like five o'clock start cooking and I'd be cooking for like two hours like some Mm -hmm. intricate crazy meal and then everyone's like how do you have time I don't have time (laughs) I literally don't have time to be doing this but it's like that was like my way of like relaxing and like Mm -hmm. I got to just like go in the kitchen and like do stuff and like that's still since I've been traveling so much I haven't really been able to do that Mm-hmm. And I've been eating out a lot, which is, like, fun. But then it's, like, I just want to be back in the kitchen and, like, make my random stuff that I feel like making or, like, my intricate meals that make no sense to anyone else but me. And so it's just, like, I think, like, allowing yourself to just, like, have fun with it. And, like, it doesn't have to be some, like, specific recipe you found that, like, you follow to a tea. Like, mm-hmm. if you find the recipe or, like, I'll find recipes that, like, aren't dairy-free. And I'm, like, oh, okay, I'll just substitute this or take out this. Or, like, if I order pizza, like, everybody wants to order pizza, okay, order me one pizza without cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, finding ways to just substitute or, like, just make it work for you. And it doesn't have to be, like, to a T exactly what somebody else is doing or something. Yes. And I love everything you just said. Um, <laughs> one, I think when you learn to just find the foods or the, the recipes that you enjoy, you develop a better relationship with food because you're learning how to cut it. You're learning. You're, mm, yes. It's a sensory experience. Yes. Um, I also, with my clients, will send them videos on recipes that I know that they can do. And I tell them, like, the ingredients. And so, like, I mean, it's not a TikTok video. Yeah, but, but still. Yeah, yeah. Video based on where they're at. Yes. And I think that is so important. Like, even the point that you said, like, right now I don't have two hours to cook. Like, back in the day before my son came, yeah. I would do the same thing. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Now it is literally somewhat stressful to yeah. think about a meal and to have it be healthy mm-hmm. and ready in 15 minutes or less. And I work with a lot of um, women who are also moms. Mm-hmm. And that's been such an interesting and a new challenge for me personally, but also professionally. Like, how do I help moms be healthy as well? That is not going to take, take two, two hours. hours. Exactly. exactly. And I think that's also just like accepting where you're at, like mm. wherever like season that you're, that you're right. in. Like if you know that they need to be a quicker meal, then like absolutely. But for me, it's like, like there are some days like they need to be quick, but otherwise yeah. I'm like, I don't really have anything to do. Like <laughs> I, I live by myself. It doesn't really matter. But I think like also if you starting, like again, starting people younger, understanding the basics of cutting up vegetables and throwing them in a dish or like frying them up or sauteing them, like doing something, just understanding those basics, then they can do that quickly when they do have kids and start a family. And they already have those like that baseline like set where like, like now I've already figured that out. I'm only 21 mm-hmm. and before I have a family and stuff, but like I didn't know that in high school, I couldn't cook for myself to save my soul. So it's like yeah. just like setting the like getting yourself a base earlier mm-hmm. I think like just like you working with younger people and like doing that is just like a good starting point in general mm-hmm. just to, like get people like aware of it sooner mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah and I think that like cooking is something that it like goes in and out of style like back when I was younger I don't think it was very like not that the microwave was first invented when I was younger. <laughs> Um, but like microwave convenience meals, ramen yeah. noodles, like that was the thing. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like, you know, there's like this, this moment of whole food mm-hmm. plant based or I don't know, just like maybe taking not. care. No, there is like, like, just like cooking. a a movement to like take care of your health and like take care of you yes. and like pay attention to what you're putting in your body. Yes. But now I feel like, um, what I've seen and I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like now with like. Is it Gen Gen Z? Is that that's me? Gen Z. What is what is after Millen- you? Gen 
Um, right. Millennials, Gen Z. And then Gen X? No, Gen... No, I think Gen X is what's earlier. Oh, okay. Gen so X, Gen X, Millennial, Gen Z. I can't remember what they're calling after Gen Z. Okay, I'm talking about Gen Z. But okay. I feel like definitely, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like eating out is definitely more part of the, the experience yeah. too. Um, and just like, you know, meeting up with friends yeah. and everything. And, you know, more convenience mm-hmm. again. So it's how do we balance like having healthy foods that are still like probably you know like the meal delivery services yeah thing right yes 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 um like could you do that and pair it with some other things Mm -hmm. so yeah i just think um it's interesting to just like work with different generations but to your point like if if these people yourself included um are interested in learning those skills that will help them in their health in the future and Mm -hmm. or if they're planning for families in the future like that is just the people that i want yes absolutely (laughs) well going off of that since we'll like wrap it up here pretty quick um just want to give us like a little more details about your business what you do what you just started all that all the details yes Um, so my business is called The Planted Dietitian. I love that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, and I work with women who want to improve their relationship with food or grow in their relationship with food, plant healthy habits, and eat more plants. So my business is a virtual nutrition coaching business. Um, so if you are out of state, not local to Holland, Michigan, mm-hmm. we can work virtually Um, The platform that I use, you can submit your food photos. I review them and give you suggestions. And then we meet um, once a week and we discuss your goals and we Mm -hmm. continue building on those goals. Each person, it's very customizable. Um, The clients that I've worked with so far, um, we've worked on like meal planning, meal prep. We have discussed um, ways to make foods more plant-based, like I've sent cooking videos um, to my clients, grocery lists, grocery shopping guides. So it's very customizable to your needs. Um, and, and yeah, and we really dive deep on that mindset piece too yeah. in my business. So if, if individuals are local to Holland, there is the option of meeting in person. Yeah. Um, It's really important to me that we are establishing healthy habits. So we go for hikes um, with my local clients. Mm -hmm. We will, um, even for my virtual clients, I will like do walk and talk sessions. Yeah, that's great. We talk about your goals and we walk. Yeah. Um, Even if it's not in person, it's just like via phone. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. I mean, I'm so excited because... Honestly, when I was in my previous role, I just felt like I wanted to be more engaged with the people that I was working with. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be at home with them, like not like, necessarily yes, physically, but, but like the concept of like just like feeling intimate and comfortable and like right. like you can truly speak to them on a one to one basis. Yeah, and like they can trust me, like. Like I said, my client's husband called me recently asking me for some ideas. Like, I want to really develop that relationship with somebody and walk through those those small victories, those lows, like the valleys, the peaks. Like, I want to be with them in that 
that um, process. So yeah. ideally, I work with clients for three months or more, mm-hmm. um, but I am offering month packages. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's you know, depending on what you want to invest in, mm-hmm. but really it takes a long time to build a habit. It takes oh, about yeah. three months to really build yeah. some healthy habits that can give you the results that you want. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of the results that my clients are getting, they're getting increased energy. They're improving their relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the clients that I just worked with even just said, like, she felt this, like, inner peace about mm-hmm. what what to choose, like, how to meal prep like how to feed her family and she just felt more at peace i think that's like one of the biggest like differences i've seen in myself is just like i just don't have i'm not like stressed about getting groceries i'm not stressed about cooking because i'm just like i know what i like and i know what makes me feel good and i know what i want to eat and then if i don't like then i just eat something random like it's whatever but Mm -hmm. i don't know like i feel like that like inner piece about food that I haven't felt I think in my entire life because mm-hmm. I've always just been so stressed about it mm-hmm. like how much I should be eating how much I shouldn't be eating yeah. what I should be eating and all of that so yeah, that's amazing if people want to find me yes. I have a website it's called theplantedietitian.com let me spell that for you guys because a lot of people they don't know how to spell yeah. dietitian yeah. <laughs> I'll um, link it all too but yeah oh, go ahead okay, yeah, great. Go ahead. it's the planted P-L-A-N-T-E-D, and dietitian is D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, I'll link um, all of anything. You want me to link your Instagram and your um, website and everything in the show notes as well. But seriously, that conversation went so well. I loved everything yeah, that we talked about. Awesome. I really, I told her, I was like, I'm like kind of prepared with questions. I literally, I think I asked the first question and that is it. Like we didn't even go into any other questions because we ended up like talking about so many other things I didn't even think we were going to talk about, which I think is so perfect. Like I didn't even realize the things that we started talking about. I'm like, I'm actually really passionate about this as well. And I'm like, wait, you're getting me going here. (laughs) No, seriously, seriously. Um, But it's like, I don't have anyone to talk about this with, I feel like. And so it was like, wait, actually, I feel very strongly about these things. I usually just like keep them to myself. And so, yes, I absolutely love this. Thank you so much for being on here, Lindsay. Now we're going to go grab some coffee and some food yeah, um, so and relax and literally talk. Something about talking. I'm like, I'm know, starving I'm like, right now. All right. I'm just going to eat and not talk for the rest of the day. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, yes. Thank you so much for being on here. That's all we have for you guys. We will talk to you later. Bye. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. It truly means the absolute world to me that you're here. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and follow and subscribe to the podcast and turn on any post notifications. And then you can head over to our Instagram and follow along at That's All Pod. I'll be posting any updates over there. Plus, if you love this and want to hear more episodes, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us so much. I love you all so much already, and I can't wait to talk to you.